My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life in Spanglish. What up, homie? It is time for us to hang again. Yeah, you know, I've been singing things because now I like feel like that is a release for me, a stress reliever. So I've been coming up with these ridiculous songs and I'm singing them around the house. And then my kids. So you just make up random songs, not only singing, but they're not songs that we know. No, no, they're like, they're like, um, you know, fuck this shit. I'm done. I've had it today. You know, stuff like that. The fact that you're singing them like they're church hymns. You're throwing me off. That one, I don't sing around my kids. I wait till they go to school. But like, yeah, when I'm doing the laundry, I'll like sing different songs about like people trying to like, you know, help me, things like that. So that's where I'm at today. But you know, that's just how I'm feeling. But honey, how have you been doing? Tell me everything that's going on. Feeling amazing, Carolina. You know, I'm working out, you know, eating good, you know, work. It's a lot. Not even going to lie to you. And we're not even back in full time yet. You know what I mean? Like there's still that whole hybrid situation here and there, you know, but like, I mean, I feel like for the most part now, most of the nation is back into the rhythm of being like back at work. You know what I mean? But just managing it all has been a lot. If people are being so picky with even going back to work, people are making demands and I love it. And you know what? Employers are very open. They're being, I never thought I would see the day, Carolina. Are they? Well, you know what? Even, even our company, we got an email and the gist I got from it, from our CEO was work wherever you are most productive and work with your manager on where you will work from. I thought that was pretty flexible. It could have been like, hell no, everybody got to bring their ass back to work Monday, January 2nd, something like that. No, it wasn't. No, hold on. That, that email's coming. Just Just wait. wait. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even though we're past January, 
that email's coming. Does wait, you know, it'll be here. The thing is, it's like, you know, we got to get back into, like I said, it's like the rhythm of like things, but you know, we don't have to go back to like the rat race. You know what I mean? And I use that phrase because that's New York city. You know what I mean? Like it's go time. When you wake up, you're like shot out of the cannon. You got to keep up with everybody else. You got to get on that train. You got to get on the bus. You got to do all this. For a seat on the bus. <laughs> all that saying, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. What was it's it? True. Yeah, it uh-huh. is true. Man, like, girl, you be over here like, is this man trying to grope me on a train? You got to like move carts when there's a weirdo or a freak. I'm just glad I got strong elbows. I have strong elbows. I'm just like, you know what? Out my way. Get out of my way. Um, No, you know what? We were going to talk about something that I thought was like really interesting today because I think it still applies. Like, even though it happened a while ago, like, you know, you're still seeing it pop up on social media here and there. And that's the whole, like, do you remember when the red flags were trending on social media? Yeah. Mm-hmm. red flags, like, let's say as an example in dating. Okay. So, you know, what's a red flag, a red flag is something that you're put on notice about somebody where you begin to notice something about them that might not be what you would normally vibe with. Like, for example, you're on a date and the guy or the girl is rude to the wait staff. Mm-hmm. That to me is a red flag. You know, having been a waitress, I know what it feels like to be disrespected by patrons. And so these are the things that like kind of give you that heads up, like, eh, this may not be the person that you think they are, you know? I don't know, Carolina, because sometimes I'll be having like bad days and I can be rude to the wait staff. That doesn't mean I'm not a good catch. You know, so it's weird. Red flags, you never know like what date a person is having. And I'm over here defending myself because, you know, a lot of stuff can go wrong during a restaurant visit. And don't fuck with my food because you're going to see a side of me that's not good, girl. Don't bring me that raw salmon because I'm going to be like, nah, this ain't it. I think that this is more of like, you know, um, it, it might not be situational. Like, yes, you know, people do have bad days or, you know, the restaurant doesn't get it right or the cooking staff doesn't get it right. And like, like I said, as a former waitress, I remember those days and I would actually be very sympathetic to people and I would feel bad. Like, you know, I want you to have a great meal because if you don't have a great meal, I don't get a great tip, you know, but there's a difference between somebody who's having like just a terrible meal or a bad day and someone who is inherently rude or nasty to people, you know, like you, you can begin to tell them apart. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? With dating, you know, what was always a big red flag for me. Someone who was overly sexual, like off the rip. Oh yeah. Any, any, any boob comments, any booty, any type of comment that alluded to sex, like let's say first date. I was like, nah, this ain't it. Definitely. You know, my eyes were like, nah, this guy over here just trying to smash. Definitely, let's just grab this food. Let's do this movie and let's get out of here. Growing up as a Latina, right? Parents were always like, no, they get the talking. You know, like, you know, we were, our parents were always very like, sex was taboo. And it was always like, don't let guys touch you. Don't let guys use you. Men only want to have sex with you. So that stood with me like throughout my adult life. So I think immediately, if I went out with someone and they were being overly sexual, mom and dad came to mind right away. Ese hombre lo que se quiere acostar contigo, ese yeah. hombre no te quiere pa' serio. So immediately that would just pop up, and especially because, you know, I was always voluptuous. You know, at like 12 years old, I probably had a 34D, Carolina. Really? Oh, I wow. Was, so you developed pretty, I developed pretty early, but not like that. Like, I mean, you nah, really definitely. I had, girl, I had thighs. I had ass. My mom went through it, girl. And, you know, we lived on 151st and Broadway, just, you know, the heart of the hood. So it was just like, I was always very alert and like, I was hyper aware of like men being sexual. So first date, any type of sexual talk, 
red flag. Absolutely. No, I have to totally agree with you there because it's like, you know, like my mom would always say that tiene que tratar como una mujer. You know what I mean? Con respeto. Like, but for me, if somebody is being overtly sexual, like even in the text messages and things like that, if you're not respecting me, like I definitely thought that was a red flag when I was dating, but it was also almost like, let me be the freak. Like, let me show you, you know what I mean? Like, let me be the one. I don't know. I guess that's always how I was, you know? And if I wanted to go there with somebody, I wanted to have the option to go there with, with a guy. I didn't want it to be like part of the plan or part of his master plan. You know, like the other thing too, it's like, you know, obviously when you go out to the restaurant, how do they treat people? Another red flag for me was the way they spoke about their mother. Because I always wanted to know, kind of, I, I feel like you get a really good view of what a person is like mm-hmm. based on the relationship with their mother. So, you know, there were guys who I legitimately would go out with that would like trash their moms. And I was just like, dude, what? Like, that is the woman who gave you life. How are you going to sit here and talk about her like that? So that for me immediately, and like, listen, I know every situation in life is very different. You know, I wasn't there when they were growing up, but I also think that there's just a time and a place for it. And despite what you may have been through, the way that you speak about your mom, I think speaks volumes about you. So I would definitely say like the way they spoke about their mom, if they were overtly sexual, red flag, red flag, if they needed to borrow money from me for the date, red flag. And listen, I'm wanting to go Dutch. We could go 50-50 on a first Mm -hmm. date. I always like that. And you know, my husband still mentions that. He's like, yo, you used to pay sometime, but that was more of a control thing. I wanted him Mm -hmm. to understand like, I got my money. I don't need you. I'm going to pay for this. I just, I just just like to flex on him. But yeah, now nah, you trying to borrow money. That's the fresh flag. We're not doing that at all. Well, you know, I dated a guy and it was like, you know, this was back when I was working or living in LA and he was such a disaster. Everything was in his mother's name. He always paid in cash. He never had, sometimes he would have a surplus of money. Sometimes he would have no money. And then finally, my girl was like, girl, wake up. I was like, what? She's like, he's a drug dealer. I said, what? Oh, I dated plenty of those, girl. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But I never, but that's what I'm saying, how naive I was that I had no idea. I'm like, he always pays in cash. And like, you know, or or he would always ask me like, hey, can you give me, you know, this amount of money until, you know, next week? Because I, you know, next week I'll get paid for this job that I was doing. He told me he was in construction. (laughs) Meanwhile, he was just trying to re-up on his drugs. Talk about, can you, can you let me hold 3000 so I could get quarter brick and break it down real quick? Absolutely. And I'm sitting there counting ones and fives for my tips as a waitress at a freaking restaurant. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like 21, 22, 23, you know? And it's like, I, I like, I like the guy, but I had no clue that he was actually like doing some devious stuff on the side. You know what I mean? So it was until my girlfriend shed the light on me and she was just like, baby, wake up that guy's a drug dealer. And I was like, no, she goes, yes. You know what's crazy? Drug dealers were never a red flag for me. They were actually green flags because I knew we would have cash. We would go oh, everywhere. Really? We would eat whatever we wanted. Oh, take me to Macy's. And my, Carolina, my trick was with the drug dealers, just take me shopping. Oh no, no, I'm not going to try anything on. I'll take this, 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 and that. Give me the receipt. Next day, I'll go back, bring everything back and get the cash. 
Oh my gosh. See, that's where I feel like I am so small town. I never thought about that. All, all I remember was saying like, you know, I didn't want to date this guy because God forbid I was in the car with him and he had some stuff. I was like, there goes my dream of ever doing anything in my life. My mom and dad would tell me if you get arrested, your life is over, you know? So like, I don't know. I guess that that was like, that was definitely a red flag for me. And that ended the relationship because I was like, I cannot be messing with somebody who's like, and they put me in danger. I was like, so afraid after and then I found out he was just like a weed dealer. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even anything serious, but he wasn't El Chapo. No, no, El Chapo. No way. I wasn't, you know, rubbing elbows with people like that <laughs> back in LA, but like, you know what? Red flags. I don't think it's even limited to just dating. Red flags can apply to like your friendships, For your sure. coworkers, yeah. you know, I had a friend when I moved to New York and it was a big red flag and I didn't pay attention to it. And it's something that I wish now in hindsight that I would have caught on very early because it definitely caused me a lot of stress and a lot of pain later on. But I met this friend and, you know, I moved to New York and I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any girlfriends. I didn't have any like, you know, friends of friends, nothing. So, you know, I was basically out here on my own and I met this girl and, um, she came on really strong at the beginning. And I was like, you know what, what do I have to lose? Let me go get a drink with her. Let me go hang out. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to go out and feel like I wasn't just alone all the time, you know? But when I started making other friends and she would make comments and get jealous and be like, oh, so you have time to go out with X, Y, and Z, but you can't meet me for lunch. And that's where I was just like, oh my gosh, like, don't be jealous. Like I'm meeting new people and I'm hanging out with, you know? And to me, I thought like, oh, she must really value our friendship, but no, that's a red flag. That means somebody is like really investing too much in that relationship where they're not allowing you to grow and have friendships with other people. They want you for themselves, like a hundred percent. I ignored a red flag with a friendship. You know, you know us, you know, we, we get invited everywhere. We go to events, you know, we're around celebrities. We go to concerts and, you know, I had a friend down for everything, ready to go everywhere. Very, very, oh, what do you need me to do? Boom, boom, boom. Everything, everywhere, every concert, every backstage. Okay, boom. Come the pandemic. Didn't hear from her ever again. Wow. And I was like, Wow. I didn't realize I was just, you know, being used for a social life. Well, you know what I call that? I call that the equivalent to the employee discount. Okay. So here's the correlation. So this has happened to me so many times in, and you're right in our industry, because we get invited to cool things and people want to be a part of it. And they just want to be like, and that's where people say, it's really like your crew. Like, who do you hang out with? Who are you, you know, vibing with? So I equate that with the employee discount. You know, there are people who work at, I'm just going to make it up Macy's Mm -hmm. and they get that 30% discount. And whenever somebody needs something, they're calling you for that discount. Girl, can you hook me up? Like I need this pair of Uggs, but I'm not trying to pay $200. Can you hook me up with your employee discount? That's basically the equivalent of what you and I have been through where people want to go to concerts or meet certain managers or meet, you know, label people. Or even just set foot in the stations we work for. It's creepy and it's weird. And then you think back and you're like, oh yeah, this person, hmm, I guess they used me. But it's so weird because you don't even realize it. You get caught up. You're like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And then you look back and you're like, okay, they never really gave a fuck about me. It was just, I was cool to hang out with and I took you to cool places. And But red flag definitely missed for me on that one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, poachers, friend poachers. That's another red flag, you know, where you introduce your friend. So this happened to me where, you know, I introduced one friend to another friend. That other friend was super powerful. She has a very, very high position in a company, which, you know, obviously I won't name. And so this one friend who I introduced her to, because I knew that they had similar interests, all of a sudden I'm seeing on Instagram that she's hanging out with my home girl. They cut your ass out. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. When did you guys make a plan? I would have loved to have come to dinner with you guys. I was, I was actually in the city that day. And, and the realization to me was like, wow. So you used me because this was no secret that they were in the, they're in the same industry, but one of them was lower level. One of them was higher level. So lower level used you to get to higher level, to get to higher level. And then when I brought it up to my higher level friend, you know, she was very respectful and she was like, man, that's messed up. But she understood exactly what was going on. So throughout time, she began to see that my friend who was in the same industry was basically just using her to get her connections. Red flag. So Carolina waved the red flag <laughs> for her. She was like, listen, I'm going to wave this red flag. You yeah. Yeah. Well, because if I'm cool with you and if you're my friend, like if you're truly my friend, Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody taking advantage of you. And that's why I said to her, I said, yo, I'm really sorry that I introduced you to this person because now I'm seeing that you guys are getting together and I'm just going to let you know there's, there's an MO here. Like there's a reason why she is reaching out to you and I don't, and I'm not cool with it. I don't like it. And I'm just going to let you know. And so my other friend was just like, you know, thank goodness that we're close the way that we are. And she respects me. And she was like, wow, you know what? I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. And then she realized it months later when the person who I introduced to her started reaching out to the people that she was connecting her with. So, you know, it's just very obvious when people are users, you know. Mother's Day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, are there are there certain red flags that you can get over, Carolina? You know, I can get over certain things like you know if you make a mistake and you own up to it and you say you know what thank you for letting me know that crossed a boundary with you I'll let it go it's when you do the same thing over and over again then nah I'm not I'm not here for it you know um when I did call out my one friend who was like reaching out to other people and I just said I was like look you know I I really feel like you um you compromise my relationship with this person, you know, and I introduced you in good faith thinking that this would be a great, you know, but like for you to go behind my back, that makes me feel a certain type of way. And she said, Oh my gosh, I would never do that to you. Are you kidding me? Said all the things that she probably should have said. But then when I saw the behavior and it kept going on and on, I was like, yeah, you're canceled. I'm done. You know, I I don't, I don't need somebody like you in my life. Just you're using me for your own personal gain. Hmm. That's, that's a fact. And I feel like moral of the story, don't ignore your gut and don't ignore the red flags, you know, because sometimes we want to see the best in people, but they're showing us the worst. And, you know, there's a Maya Angelou quote that people use all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like it's something to the fact of like, when people show you who they are, believe them, you know, that's exactly it. And sometimes ignoring red flags at the end of the day, then we're not going to have anybody to blame for ourselves when people fuck us over and you get stuck though, you know what I mean? And and like, even at at work, you can find a red flag. You know what I mean? Like here and there, and there are so many of them in our industry. I've been used. I remember this person. I helped them so much. And now they don't even know me. Mm -hmm. I've had people, you know, not that I've had people that I have fed that I have, you know, Oh, you need rent money. And then it's just like, okay, no, like genuine, like love. And then they're just like, Oh, thank you. I'm good. Now you open the door. Okay. I'm good. Peace. Have a nice life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like for, for me at work, I think a red flag is somebody who says that they're there to help you. And then they don't do shit to help you. They see you on the ground struggling. You know what I mean? Like crawling on the ground and they are in a position to help you and they just don't do it. You know what I mean? Or the people who go behind your back. And they say they're your friend. And then they go over to somebody and be like, nah, you know what? I would be better for this. Like, why don't you use me? And I'll, I'll do this for less. That's the one that burns me. The person that undercuts, they be messing up the game when it comes to the bread. That's for sure. And you know what? It's like, 
how many years, and, and that's the thing that I've, I've always said, it's like, when you undercut me, you're undercutting yourself because I have made these moves to make more money for all of us. Hey, like, hey, for you, all you're of messing us. up the game, bro. Right. When you are out here, let's say like in New York, here it's customary for people to host clubs and host parties, right? Yeah. And you know, some people might ask, let's say for a thousand dollars to just pull up and hang out at a club, somebody might ask for this, but then you have people oh, I'll do it. Just give me a bottle of hookah and I'll be there and I'll promote it. And I'm like, yo, bro, y'all are over here fucking up the game just to make a corny flyer for Instagram. Like, so when somebody legit says, I want $3,000 to host, they're not going to get it because they're like, okay, I'll get this one over here for hookah and, and some bottles. So it's right. like, stop messing up the game, bro. The people that came before us worked super hard to raise the bar on what the dollar amount is for certain work you're devaluing us and the industry so i feel you on that one carolina i hate oh, for sure people. like 100 percent, i hate them for sure and i have a friend who doesn't work in the industry and she said there was a red flag that like you know she would always ask for help like to cover her shift all right and like there was a certain manager that one of her friends always loved to like work with because this manager they got along really well and sure enough they're up for a promotion. She had covered a couple of shifts before, you know, it, she went behind my friend's back, told the manager, well, you know, I'm here all the time. I'm always covering her shifts. And I'm like, but she offered to cover your shifts. So it was an ulterior motive. You know what I mean? So it's like, you just got to always watch how people move. You got to be super hyper, hyper alert. Like it's yeah. just, you can see red flags being waved everywhere, but you have to be yeah. looking at what's happening because sometimes you know we just get caught up and we don't see it and then a year later you're like oh all the red flags i missed them and you're over here with that cara de it's yep. still be like all used and abused for a whole year because you fail to see the red flags it's so true though too and you know what that that's the whole point it's like you don't want to be made to look like a fool you know what i mean so you just got to watch yourself and like and and it's so true it goes back to like what your parents told you when you were younger like watch the company you keep you know what i mean like the friends that you have surrounding you like i, I forget who it was i think it was like hoda or something like like the friends that you surround you with or like the sum of all your parts or something i don't know i'm messing up the quote I'll figure it out but but like she she basically is saying like who you surround yourself with like that's who's making you know you who you are so surround yourself with the good people who aren't going to undercut you who aren't going to go behind your back and try to get the promotion you know and I feel like there are so many people who need to hear this because we're sometimes we're afraid we're afraid that we might lose that relationship or, you know, you're afraid that you might be a little bit too hyper alert. No, listen to your gut. That little voice inside is telling you something for a reason. Yo, let me tell you one thing. For years, Bella called me skeptical and that I thought everybody wanted to use me. And now she's like, wow, I see it. Yep. You, you weren't skeptical. You were just being, you know, aware. And it's true because it was just like, oh, does this person want this? Do they want, like, I was just kind of like trying to see through people in order to avoid, you know, getting used. And, but you know where I hold back though, even just to bring, to, just to bring this whole subject full circle. Do you know where I hold up on the red flags? Yeah. Marriages. I will not. If I got a married friend uh -huh. and my married friend is telling me about her issues with her husband. And if I see these red flags, I will only say them 
if she asks me, because then they make up, then, you know, he knows that I was saying X, Y, and Z. You gotta be so super careful with those red flags on a marriage because friends go to friends for advice. And I'm not saying that I don't tell my friends the truth or that I don't give my friends good advice, but like, I will not go there unless, because like, for example, I, I have a friend who is in a repeat relationship. I mean, it's just like, you're just so sick and tired of hearing about like, Oh my gosh, like what did he do now? You know what I mean? And it's like, you get to the point where you're like, I'm done giving the advice. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, cause like, you're going to end up with him anyway. And y'all are going to hate me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. Cause then they're like, Oh, Carolina was right. When she said, then it's like target. Then you got the target on your back. No, then the husband's like, I want that bitch in my house. Yep, exactly, exactly. So no, you know what it is? It's like, you know, the red flag thing, I know that it was like trending and, and I did. I stopped for a moment and I thought back on my life, like when I've ignored red flags and like, I think as you get older, you know, but no, I don't even think it's age specific because there are some people who are better at listening to their gut than others. You know, I mean, you could be in your twenties and be making better decisions than me in my forties, you know? That's a fact. Yeah. Age has nothing to do with it. I think it's just being aware and, you know, just trusting your gut. Yo, your gut's never going to steer you wrong. When you feel like that's wrong or I shouldn't post that or I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't walk down that street. Go so, back. Yeah, exactly. Trust your gut. Trust the mental red flags because they pop up. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's true, though. No, it's so true. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's talk about something that I wanted to ask you more about, because I am really still not, I know, I know, it's like, this is so long ago when OnlyFans started. 
Mm-hmm. I still don't get it, honey. Explain this only fans to me because there have been so many teachers in the news like that have been fired from their jobs because it was discovered that they were on OnlyFans. I remember reading a headline about like, you know, a high school cheerleading coach got let go because she was on OnlyFans and the neighborhood discovered it. But then I'm hearing celebrities like Bella Thorne, that bad baby girl, bad, bad Barbie, bad baby. I don't even know her name, but catch me outside that one. They're making millions of dollars on yeah. this website so what do you do on only fans shockingly i don't have an account well <laughs> well yeah because it turned into you know at the beginning only fans started as something for artists right okay and you're like let's say you played the guitar you made an only fans account you would play the guitar only fans and your fans only would be there watching okay. but then what happened was let's say like washed up like instagram models would start posting nude pictures of themselves like they would post like a picture let's say of like this and then they'd be like for the full picture she's showing me her titty by the way no i'm kidding (laughs) i'll try it for my sports bra but it would be like just one piece of boob right for the full for the full picture go to my only fans then you have to pay a membership and then you see the full boob you know what i'm saying so it became only fans became a sexual porn type of website where people monetize and make money because you know you can't make you post the thong pictures on instagram you're not making bread so all these people that, you know, wanted to make money off of their sexuality all migrated over to OnlyFans. I think they like switched it to like something else. No, they tried to clean it up. But mm. when it comes to the teachers, Carolina, they don't make no money. And I understand you're a teacher, but you're not a preacher. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you don't want to show your face and you want to do OnlyFans, that's not affecting your teaching job. You're just trying to make a little extra bread. So I'm I'm not mad at them. If they want to do OnlyFans and they're not affecting the kids or touching the kids in any which way. Yeah. Go for it. Yes. Yeah, what know, are your thoughts as a parent? Now you're bringing it up. No, you know, I've honestly never really thought about it because I didn't really know what OnlyFans is. And I truthfully have not researched it. I remember hearing about it here and there. And I thought like, what is it? Like, does bad baby go on there and, and talk for an hour and people go and watch her because like, it's a pace. I, I really didn't understand that it was like more kind of a, a, a pornographic thing. I mean, yes, I think like, it, it kind of like became that, you know, it was used heavy by like porn people. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to bring up her only fans to see what she does on there. Because- yeah. Because I don't even have it on my phone. That's my whole thing. But it's like, you know, this is the thing we live in a society of judgment. Right. And so it's like, yes, if you are a preschool teacher and I'm making this up, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're a preschool teacher and you're working for a district, there's gotta be kind of like a moral code or, you know, something that you have to follow. So if that is indeed part of your contract, then it is a conflict of interest. Then you are compromising your job to go on there. I'm not saying that you're wrong or that that you don't need the money, but what I'm saying is a lot of people don't read the fine print and they say, okay, I'm going to get this job. And then they realize that there are repercussions for doing something like this. Now, I agree with you. If you do it on your off time, you're not hurting any kids. You're not bringing that influence into the classroom. You're an adult and you're dealing with adults. Do you don't bring it to my babies. You know what I mean? But like, that's the thing. What did you find the bad baby account? What does she do? I find it. So I found it. So give me Halloween costume ideas and the best response in my DM. I will send you a titty video with a nip slip. Okay. So basically I'm never going to have an account on only <laughs> the header is like her like laying in boy shorts with a bra 
So I mean, it looks kind of like sexualized. I'm not in it because I got to pay her money to be in it. And see. how much do you have to pay? How much do you have to pay to be in a bad baby OnlyFans? Let's go with that. How much is OnlyFans? I've never looked at it because, you know, I do know that like men, I know like guys, I have four brothers and they're like, mm. I'm like, what are you looking at? Oh, this is, um, let's say Tahiri, who's like a video model from New okay. York area. Oh, this is pictures from Tahiri's OnlyFans. I'm like, oh, you follow her on OnlyFans? No, my man pays the membership and then he sends all of us the pictures. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, that is nuts. So it's become this whole other realm of like talent, I guess you could say. You know what I'm using air quotes. But, you know, if I were to go on OnlyFans, what are you going to see? My C section scar? <laughs> That's not <laughs> hot. You would do that is not cute. Sexy mom pictures, I guess. But listen, OnlyFans, $4.99 a month and the top tier accounts, $49.99 a month. People pay $49.99 to see a titty. And then you can also um, tip and, and get paid for private messages. Like if, if, I, if they want me to send a private message, they can they can pay me. And then I be like, I guess a sexy private message. I don't understand what other types. So of then basically it's a combination of cameo where you get private messages, I guess, right? Like where you pay people to give you a message or pay yeah, like somebody to, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, to give somebody a shout out. So it's a combination of cameo and... I guess what, like one of the porn sites, listen, I don't know, man. I just think that like, we're such an over-sexualized society and it's so unnecessary. I mean, half of this stuff that people are seeing on OnlyFans, you go to Europe and you turn on the television after 8 PM, you're going to see it. It's normal. It's so crazy, Carolina. You know, what's nuts that like, if I'm out and my nipples get hard, I feel terrible. I feel like I'm being pornographic. Yeah. I'm like, I cover my chest. I don't care. We're so over-sexualized in this country that even a wind hitting you and your nipples getting hard, you feel exposed. And, so, and it's something so natural. And you're right. Like when I was in, let's say like Paris, TV on, I'm like, what the hell is, what is this? They'll have what? naked girls with pasties on, on the television yeah, in Europe, it was like, 100%. It was, like regular, it was like a regular show. Yeah, like seven, eight o'clock at night. Show. Yeah, it was like a talk show or something. And, and all of a sudden titties, I'm like, wow, I like this. <laughs> But see, like something that you just said, like maybe because we've been shamed or we've been taught to treat sexuality as taboo. Like now, like I said, I'm 43. I'm not trying to go out there with hard nipples, but if the wind comes and hits it, it is what it is. That's nature. I seriously don't. I never, ever feel like I have to cover up or, you know, because there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, my Latina mom super shamed me, you know, about body being sexual in anyway mm-hmm. anyway so it's like even when I wear workout pants Carolina I bend over and I ask Sunni, can you see my underwear before I go anywhere with with workout pants because I feel like if you could see my underwear if I bent down to get something I'm being sexual and I'm being lewd and I'm being raunchy and I'm being vulgar but that's my mom's fault because as the Latina mom she shamed me tapate ponte ropa yeah. I wasn't allowed to wear shorts, Carolina, at all, unless they were above the knee. Right. Well, you know what the thing is? It's like, I feel like I got mixed messages from my mom, truthfully. I love my mom. Tell me what your mom was saying. Tell me. One minute, my mom would be like, viste, ayaba casi desnuda. And then then she would say, then later on, as I was like dating or getting married, she'd be like, hija, te ves como monja. Like she would, she would show me like 
you know, show off a little bit. Like this looks beautiful. Like, so I feel like my mother did definitely give me mixed messages. You know, it like, I think, I think mom understood the difference between child and adult, which is amazing. I still yeah. feel like my mom is stuck on child mode, you know? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because I eso, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or siéntate bien. Or she'll see like, she's like, ay, marrate ese pelo. Like she over mothers. And I'm like, mom, it's been a long time. You can let it go. I love your mom because, you know, as a woman, she wants you to be coqueta, linda, yeah. sexy. And, you know, those are all things that we shouldn't be ashamed to do or to be. No, and she'll she'll always say to me, like, you know, it's so funny. She'll say, siempre sexy. Ya cuando Mark va, va a llegar a la casa, vaya, vaya a ponerte algo, you know, para que él te puede ver. No así como chorreada, you know, you and want, I'm like. You want you to come out like Peggy Bundy? No, yeah, no, for real. She'll always, whenever she's home, I, I swear to you guys, whenever my mother comes to visit, it's a beautiful thing because she'll cook and she'll help me with the kids. And it's just like, oh my God, it's a light. It's a godsend, right? But then like, I will know, uh, she'll start looking at the clock and I know my mother so well. She'll start looking at the clock and she'll be like, uh-huh, hija, y cuando va a llegar Mark? And I'll say, oh, I don't know, maybe like around seven. He normally gets home around seven. Uh-huh, okay, y aquí estoy, yo puedo ayudar con los niños, vaya, vaya a ponerte una pinturita. You know, I she'll tell her. me, she'll say like, go get ready. She's in a way, you know, helping your marriage. You know, you still want him to see you as, you know, the woman he's attracted to. She's spicy. She's pretty. She's sexy. So she's helping you, you know, no deja que tu marido te vea toda sucia, despeinada. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my mom says that, you know, to us, my other, my other sister is married and my mom does say like, no deja que tu esposo te vea todo debaratada. Yeah. You know, like, debaratada. That's totally, yeah, yeah. Ponte yeah, linda, yeah. ponte linda, mija. Ponte linda pa tu marido. You know, so I understand where your mom is coming from. And I do it myself too. You know, I try not to let my husband see me too tore down. Because I'm no, like, right? I know. <laughs> I don't let my husband see my melasma. I got to be honest with you. I try to cover that shit up before he wakes up. You know, <laughs> like, I, I got molasma after I had Asher. Um, I got melasma. It's like these dark patches that are on your face. That's why I never do like no makeup Monday, all of that stuff. Like I never no, do first any of, of all, that stuff because we don't need to do no makeup Monday. <laughs> I know it makes me feel more confident to have some cover up. Okay. Leave me alone. But like, I don't, I normally try to just put a little base on or something, you know, just so he sees me, you know, with a little bit on. Looking decent. You, you don't want him to still want to be married to you. Not be like, okay, I need me a new hole. Cause this one right here is run down to the ground. <laughs> She's run down. I know. And I'm tired. I am tired, but you're right. You know what? Like my mom is fostering that relationship. And as somebody who has been married to her husband for almost 60 years you guys my parents it is unbelievable that they still got it like got the my gems. Mom, they it is it is one of the most beautiful things now don't get me wrong they constantly bicker they fight and my mom calls it negro like she they yell at each other all the time but it's one of the most beautiful relationships she'll see that my dad is coming she's like nope no, yeah, my boy, yeah, my boy, yeah, viene tu papa. Yeah, and she'll go into her, the bathroom. She will get herself ready. So it's almost like she's she practices what she preaches. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a beautiful she, she, thing. You know what? And someone have been married for decades and decades and decades. I will take their advice. They obviously she must know something. Yeah, they they obviously did something right. And I'm not taking advice from nobody whose marriages failed or from nobody who's single. Like I'll listen to them, but I'm not taking them to heart. 
Now your mama, tell her to call me because my mama is on marriage number three. And I don't know if that's what <laughs> I love you, mom. Oh my God. She doesn't listen I to me. So I'm able to be very, very candid about, you know, my mom and our relationship. But yeah, no, for sure. Your mom, she got the gems and she's got the game down pat. Well, I don't even know how we went from uh, red flags to OnlyFans to marriage advice from our moms, but that's the way we roll on life in Spanglish. And, you know, by the way, if you guys have any feedback or tips, please share them with us so we can share them with others, but definitely like make sure that in your life, you look out for those red flags. Maybe this is the universe today by you listening to this episode. Maybe mm -hmm. that's the universe telling you to maybe pay attention to who you have around you or like what's surrounding you in your life. But I, I always hate to go honey, but you know what we do this every week i love you so much I thank you so you. so much for joining me today we need to tell everybody to follow us yeah follow us on instagram ally spanglish and also subscribe on itunes because when a new episode pops up you're going to get a reminder you don't got to go digging and searching it's going to come right on your phone even if it's locked you're going to get life in spanglish new episode uploaded Definitely check us out on iHeartRadio, like, subscribe, you will get it straight to your phone. You're going to love it. And that way, you know what, when you're walking your dog like me, that, you know, when your dog is pulling you around the block, when you're riding in your car, you're taking your kids to whatever practice, when you can just train, listen, dodging bums, <laughs> throwing them bows, you'll be listening to us. So definitely at LI Spanglish, I'm at the real Carolina on Instagram. Definitely follow me, follow my girl, honey, German. Hit me on the gram. I am Honey German. And I even be following people back because I like connecting. Hit me up. Me too. We love it. We just don't like to connect on OnlyFans. Okay, we got to go. <laughs> exactly. Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. 
whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.